You are your own best doctor. You've lived in your body every day of your life, and no one knows this body better than you. I think it's how do you negotiate with yourself. I think that's the biggest thing. Is uh, we talk about the mental side of it, but then like, what does that really mean? Like the thoughts that happen in your mind when you're going through a competitive situation, or you're facing a tight deadline, you still don't have the idea yet. You know what happens inside of here? You talk yourself out of it. Do you say, okay, well, it won't be a big deal if I don't do it, or I don't have to get up on a Tuesday morning to go ahead and hit the track? What does this day really mean in the long scheme of things? Anyway, it's just one day. Mm -hmm. Like when you have those conversations with yourself. Are you able to negotiate your way out of, you know, that little you know, voice telling you it's not that important or does that little voice get the best of you? I think that's what separates people who go on to do great things versus people who don't or people that do great things, but in an inconsistent. For every hour you spend running, you gain seven hours in your life expectancy. One of the, the most badass things that I read in that chapter was that exercise changes the brain and the sperm of male animals in ways that later affects the brains and thinking skills of their offspring, right? Through epigenetics. Yeah, it is mind blowing. So when you change your lifestyle, it changes your genes. Well, exercise makes everything better. I mean, whatever you study, whether it's your immune system, all the mechanisms that I write about in my book, whether it's chronic inflammation, oxidative stress, changes in your microbiome, changes in your gene expression. The one study showed that just walking for half an hour a day after three months made your brain bigger. You know, the yeah. hippocampus that controls your memory uh, actually can get bigger. That was thought impossible just a few years ago. Thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode. I'm your host, Dr. Nav Badesha, family medicine physician and public health ally number one when it comes to medical inspiration. If you've been learning from our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and share. It'll help us inspire more individuals like yourself. I'm on the hospital service this month and my supervising attending was telling us about grand rounds that he heard recently by a lipidologist which is a doctor that specializes in the treatment of cholesterol. He said he heard this physician say that if diet and exercise was a pill, that it would be three times more effective than aspirin and a statin, which is a cholesterol-lowering agent, combined. When he told me this, I instantly thought about a large-scale study that the Harvard School of Public Health recently did. It was on over 100,000 patients, and it showed that if normal, everyday individuals decided to eliminate three risk factors, a poor diet, inactivity, and smoking. We could prevent 80% of heart disease and stroke, 80% of type 2 diabetes, and 40% of cancers in the United States. I'm leaving a link to this article below just so you know that it's real. And again, in layman's terms, if we choose to eat healthier, exercise more, and avoid smoking, we literally can avoid the large majority of chronic illnesses that are plaguing the United States at this time. And this really reminds me of what Dean Ornish said on our podcast. Eat well, love more, stress less, move more. Four absolutely essential points to maximizing our quality of life. Later that day, after I had that conversation with my attending, I came across a statement that was made by the former director of the National Institute of Aging, Dr. Robert Butler. He said that four out of five adult Americans say that they have never been advised by a physician to exercise. This is what med today's episode. 
I wanted to compile some of the latest findings and research on exercise in hopes that it inspires you to get out there and to get active. So let's start with mental health. A paper published in the American Journal of Psychiatry in 2017 elaborated on an 11-year study on almost 34,000 people. It showed that even one to two hours of exercise a week in adults can prevent depression. The exact mechanism behind this isn't fully understood, but what we do know is that low-intensity exercise sustained over time spurs the release of proteins called neurotrophic growth factors, which cause nerve cells to grow and make new connections. This improvement in brain function directly combats depression. Specifically, exercise supports nerve cell growth in the hippocampus of the brain, the region that helps us regulate our mood and our memory. So this is part of the reason why you can relieve depression and even decrease your risks of developing Alzheimer's. So, layman's terms, exercise is great for brain health and mental health. Next, let's talk about heart health and exercise. Did you know that athletes and individuals who exercise consistently have a lower resting heart rate? The average resting heart rate of a human being is around 72 beats a minute while the average highly conditioned athlete's heart beats on average only 40 to 60 times. That's up to 32 less beats a minute. This occurs due to an improved ejection fraction, which is basically the amount of blood that the heart can pump with each beat. A heart that is well conditioned has stronger ventricular muscles, allowing it to pump more blood with each beat. This boost in efficiency requires it to beat less to be equally as effective as the average sedentary or deconditioned human being's heart. Your heart is intelligent. Let's say one of your arteries is clogged. Over time, your heart can create collateral circulation or new pathways for blood to reach where it needs to reach. Exercise can even reverse damage to sedentary aging hearts and help prevent risk of future heart failure. This is part of the reason they say that exercise decreases the risk of heart disease. Lastly, I want to end this segment by discussing muscle tissue versus fat tissue. According to Dr. Christopher Wharton, a certified personal trainer and researcher with the Rudd Center of Food Policy and Obesity at Yale University, 10 pounds of muscle burns 50 calories in a day at rest, while 10 pounds of fat burns only 20 calories at rest. This means in the course of one year, 10 pounds of muscle can burn 18,250 calories at rest, while 10 pounds of fat only burns 7,300 calories over the course of that same year. This means the more muscle mass you have, the more calories you can burn by simply doing nothing. The most effective way to increase metabolism and burn more calories is by aerobic exercise and strength training. In this light, exercise is the gift that keeps on giving. That's because even after you're done working out, your body is still burning more calories. So now, imagine, if exercise were a pharmaceutical pill, every medical doctor would be prescribing it, and it would help create better insulin sensitivity, reduce stress, improve brain health, reduce chronic disease, enhance detoxification, slow aging, and improve sexual function. This is a pill that each of you can choose to take each day. With that in mind, I'm wishing each of you a wonderful start to your week. 
when filled with an intention to aim for at least 150 to 300 minutes of moderate exercise this week, or 75 to 150 minutes of vigorous exercise in the week to come. I'm prescribing this to you as an evidence-based, guideline-directed recommendation from the Physical Activity Guidelines Advisory Committee. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, ladies and gentlemen. And again, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please like, share, subscribe. Let everybody and your mama know about this podcast and help us grow and reach more people like yourself. So we have so many incredible guests lined up for the future months to come. I am super excited. I've been putting in a lot of work here in my second year of residency, but you know I'm making sure that I'm cutting out time for this podcast. So uh, if you guys enjoyed this, please leave a comment in our iTunes section. Let us know what your favorite parts of this podcast are, and we'll give you a shout out. All right, guys, stay blessed.